0: Well, hello, everyone. It's Pam. It's time to chat. So let's do it. Let's talk. I am in a different place today, so the sound may be a little bit different. But um, it's Monday. (laughs) Oh, it's Monday. I want to talk just briefly about sports. I want to talk a little bit about cocktails. And I want to talk about some ashes that were left in a file cabinet for 17 years and recently were buried. So, oh, yeah, let's talk about sports just a little bit. Um, Gary's happy because football is, is back. Football is back. Yay. And <laughs> Gary's here with me. Go team! Uh, so he's happy. Gary's happy about that. And I am, too, because I like him to uh, have something like that to enjoy, which you do. And you're sweet that way. Well, I'm a giver. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Yeah. uh Uh, But which brings me to to golf, you know. Um, There is, I I mean, is that even really a sport?
1: (laughs) Bill McAllister always said golf was not a sport.
0: Yeah, I mean, really. Um, But there is a kind of a funny thing it's not really true but uh, it's kind of a joke thing that uh, th- that golf really what it really stands for is golf only ladies forbidden that's not really true golf only ladies forbidden is that's that's a joke but the the name golf is very it, it's a little bit ambiguous as to the history of it and really how far back it goes and um But they they do give credit uh, to Scotland for naming golf. So, um, who knows? I mean, as history goes on, it can uh, can be changed. People have a way of of rewriting history and not just about sports.
1: And you know, the only real, my father loved to watch golf on TV. Mm Yeah. I mean, he really enjoyed golf on TV and... That was uh, something we didn't have in common. <laughs> uh, I'm just not a golf person, you know. I think if you don't play it, you probably don't enjoy it, uh, watching it as much. But um, I, I just never got into golf. Now, the only golf I guess I've ever really played is the miniature variety.
0: Which is really harder than you think.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It's, it's, it's you know, with the with the water turning wheel in the water you know the the, the
1: little tunnels and the stuff yeah Yeah.
0: but I I've wondered I haven't been able to make a connection but it just seems like to me it is it's like croquet gone bad you know like we're going to take a simple lawn game of croquet and just make it ridiculous and huge and, and all that but but you are really good about finding little hobby things, although you may not golf, in um, little projects for our granddaughter, Kate, to, to do. And you did that this weekend with her, with the little submarine.
1: Yes, the classic baking powder submarine <laughs> <laughs> that we all had as kids where yeah. you, you know, you collected box tops from cereal and you mailed it in with 50 cents and uh, postage or whatever, and they sent you the little submarines that you put in the bathtub and went up, and you put them in the baking powder and it went up and down, and supposedly up and down. And That actually did work, I think, pretty well back in the day. They did. Uh, of course, I always remember, I don't know if it was Robert Klein or some comedian that said, you know, send in a valuable prize and we'll send you 12 box tops and 50 cents. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, he's so funny. He needs to. He needs to go back on stage. He's yeah, great. he's really. Uh, and he's a good actor too. I think Robert Klein's a good actor.
1: So I wanted. You know, Kate is very much into science, mm-hmm. and she loves the experiments and yeah. things like that. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to get one of these little baking powder submarines? And of course, uh, wouldn't got. I had ordered it off of Amazon and got here, and uh, number one. I had baking soda, not baking powder, so that was a big flop. On to the store <laughs> to get the baking powder. So I got to the store, got the baking powder, came back, you know, we're sitting there and then she's standing with me and we put it in the submarine. I said, Yeah, Kate, watch this. It didn't do anything, it just fell over.
0: Well it it it. it kind <laughs> well it did blow bubbles. <laughs> It came up to the top from the bottom, and it it listed. It was the, it I listed, think it it came, listed over. even called it the Titanic. You know.
1: No, and then it, but a few bubbles came out. But, yeah. You know, it didn't do anything like it was supposed to. But so. you
0: did the weekend before this past one. You did do that other thing uh, with her with what baking? Oh, make
1: the volcano kind of thing. And where it, you, and
0: that did work.
1: Right, and that's where you do use baking soda with vinegar. Yeah. Um,
0: that erupted beautifully.
1: Yeah, it bubbled right up. Yeah, so it really. That was did. a that was a, a, a success, and this was an epic fail.
0: Well, so. I think the other one was such a success, she wanted to to do Facetime yeah. with several people to do you know to yeah. show how yeah. great it Watch was because it it was really fun. But you're you're sweet, and she really does love um, that kind of thing. But uh, you know, science and and doing. Different projects, and she's very patient uh, about it all. But it is fall. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's not officially fall because we are not quite to uh, what the twenty first of September. It's the twenty first. When yeah. it really uh, is officially fall, but it's never fall here. Not to, uh, no. you know. We are. Uh, being so far in South Florida, we really are in a tropical climate, and I've mentioned it before half or a section of Florida is subtropical, the northern, more north central part. And then, if you're southern, like us, uh, so far down, it is a tropical climate. So, we don't really have a uh, b- big change in weather, it's, it's, uh, it does change a little bit. But um, pretty consistent throughout the year.
1: Pretty much hot and less hot.
0: That's pretty much it. And everything um, is, perks on all the, all the time. Hence why our wardrobe is pretty much the same all the time. With sweaters, rarely Rarely. Worn. But the reason I bring that up is because I thought it would be fun. Because you you do a great job of this. Finding new cocktails. And doing experimentations with them, and sometimes they work really, really well, and sometimes they really, really don't. But there's a whole uh, genre of fall, official fall cocktails.
1: Okay, well,
0: well, that's a new it, mission. well, yes and no, because I think you're going to have to get on the case, Gary, because um, what I found that looked even a little bit enticing to me were some things that we've already done: espresso martinis, which mm. you have. Have done those before. They consider a White Russian a fall, okay, uh, I like a White Russian a fall uh, cocktail. And then there's you know old fashioned, then the ciders and the and the stuff like that. But the thing that I just went, this is not happening. <laughs> We're not doing this. Like the the big deal fall cocktail this year. You know how you may not because you're not a coffee drinker. But when fall hits and Starbucks changes their menu a little bit for the fall, and they bring in the spice, pumpkin, latte, mm-hmm. so yeah, okay. Uh, it's a big deal to people, not to me. I'm basic, basic coffee drinker, but it is to a lot of people. So that segues into what the cocktail is. You want to take a guess what it's called based on what I just said?
1: Yeah, some kind of pumpkin thing, I guess.
0: It's a pumpkin beer float.
1: I've heard of pumpkin beer.
0: Well, it's a that's the hot, (laughs) according to what I was reading, hot cocktail for this fall, where you take two scoops of vanilla ice cream, two scoops of chocolate ice cream, and one whole bottle of pumpkin beer, which is, it measures out to one and a half cups.
1: I'm sorry, but a beer is not a cocktail.
0: That, it isn't, (laughs) it isn't a cocktail, and I think whenever we have tried to do uh, ice cream. Remember, we had a we had a party. Uh, 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 gosh, about three years ago, where we did that. Uh, it was you use we used our coops, our right. and, and, and we used uh, like
1: heavy cream or it was
0: some kind of like a, I, I think it was sherbet, like yeah. lime sherbet and champagne or some. Anyway, and it was a. I mean, it, it really it didn't taste bad. It tasted like a dessert, but. Ice cream and and alcohol to me, mix like that, just, it really doesn't work. Isn't that
1: kind of like a Brandy Alexander? Don't they have some?
0: You know, I haven't had a Brandy Alexander in seems a while. It seems like it has
1: a, some kind of ice cream or something I, sweet in it.
0: Well, it is a sweetish drink, but I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, uh, in August, uh, we are big fans of Dorothy Parker. While we're talking about alcohol, let's talk a little bit about the the Dorothy Parker gin that you ordered and had delivered mm-hmm. from Brooklyn, because it's really special.
1: Yeah, of course, Dorothy Parker, as, as you know, uh, was famous uh, at the Algonquin Hotel, where they had the round table, and they met and talked and debated and drank, <laughs> and um, so there's a... a uh, uh, a liquors uh, outlet in New York that started marketing the Dorothy Parker Gin. And you can only get it, as far as I know, in the Northeast. So when we heard about it, uh, I had to do a little homework and get in touch with this uh, distributor in New York who uh, uh, ship, shipped us you know, a uh, uh, small case of Dorothy Parker. And, uh, it's, it has a, it's a very, very good gin with a, with a lot of, what they say, botanicals and a flower. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and you can really taste that, You too. can really
1: taste it. Uh, so we, we, we enjoy our Dorothy Parker gin.
0: We do. And why I bring her up, too, is Dorothy Parker was, she's a hero of mine, because she, um, she was an activist when it wasn't popular to be an activist. She was a very prolific writer, and she got her, her, her real beginning uh, came through working, uh, being a writer at Vogue, and then from there to Vanity Fair. And then she really helped uh, Howard Ross uh, and his wife, Jane Grant, launched The New Yorker, where she wrote for, I believe, like 30 years. But she also wrote uh, books, and I think she co-wrote uh, A Star is Born. And she, but, but she was very much an activist. She got arrested. She got blacklisted during the Mac- McCarthy era for her politics. Uh, she was quite a woman. If you, if you really don't know her story don't have to read her books or anything like that, but just read about her, because this woman was so far ahead of her time, and and supposedly she was a very small woman in stature. But when she died, she didn't have any children. Her husband had already died before her, and so she wasn't really sure what to do uh, with her estate or her remains. But she was very... uh, like I said, very much ahead of her time. So, in her will, she left everything, including her remains, to Martin Luther King, Jr. Hmm. And huh. even though she'd never met him, he didn't know who she was or anything like that. Hmm. But it's a very long story about the, the road that her ashes traveled because she was cremated. And... The NAACP, to this day, my understanding of it is that they still own all the rights to everything Dorothy Parker, which anything with her name, they own the rights to that. And so um, it is speculated that quite a bit of money, because some of her books have never been out of print, they've never, they continue to be printed. So there is, the money is nothing to sneeze at from her estate. But these ashes could not settle, which is in a way kind of like her life, because she was involved in so many things that she wasn't just about one thing. She was about many things. So they they traveled um, from being with the, the NAACP to uh, being buried by the NAACP. It was people really wanted her ashes to stay in New York because that's why she was about ended up that they were put into uh, a, a file cabinet for 17 years in the attorney, uh, of her attorney's partner, because by the time they arrived with this attorney, uh, her attorney had long since been retired, but this other guy didn't know what to do with him, so he put him in a file cabinet, <laughs> and he kept them there for 17 years. Wow. And then a, a movement uh, came to be, uh, I won't belabor it, but... She, just in August, was buried in the Bronx and uh, come to find out, and this was a a very protracted thing. It was very drawn out because it took a lot of legalese and approvals from lots of places to release these ashes, to get them, even after they'd been you know, in the ground by the NAACP and in a file cabinet and been moved here and there and all over. To fi- to put her in her final resting place with her family because her dad had purchased a plot for her in the Bronx that had just sat there empty. Mm. So that's where she is wow. uh, uh, now, her final resting place with her family in the Bronx. And but I do wonder how she would feel about that. You know, would she uh, would she be happy to be you know, there are is continuing to be mobile. I don't know, but I found it a very, very fascinating story. Yeah, and it that just is. wrapped up in August.
1: I'll be. Yeah. Wow.
0: So, anyway, um, I know you've got football to watch tonight, but we have things to do this evening, and we're going to start with a cocktail hour.
1: Let's get going.
0: I think that sounds really good. So, thanks for joining me again, Gary, just off the cuff. I appreciate it. I hope that all of you will continue to be kind, wear the mask, social distance, don't travel unless you really, really have to. And if you do travel, be safe about it and be respectful about it. And because we all would like to come out of this at some point so that we can all participate in being out there in the world like Dorothy Parker was all over the place. Visit us, please, at our website, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Gary has a ton of stuff there. He makes it easy. It's a one-stop thing. My podcaster there, everything's there. Pictures, stories, everything under the sun. Uh, also, our YouTube channel by the same name. Gary and I, I appreciate you being here. Keep it real. Keep on keeping on. Keep the chin up, no matter how hard it may be during this challenging time that just keeps on going. You can. Keep on keeping on, as I said. We appreciate you being here. Stay with us.